Although the Indianapolis Colts lost to the Buffalo Bills 23-19 on Saturday, all eyes were on Anthony Richardson and his NFL debut. So how did Anthony Richardson do against the Buffalo Bills starting defense? What happened on that early interception? And what grade do you think the rookie quarterback deserves in his first NFL experience? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here, as always, by my fellow writer, co-host, and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it's good to see you, buddy. Last time I saw you, we were on the Bleacher Report app talking about giving our instant reaction about what just happened. So thanks to everybody that joined us there live right after the game on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, but Drake, how you doing, man? How was uh, how was your experience watching Anthony Richardson in a Colts uniform for the first time? Honestly, it was kind of surreal a little bit because it, it, you've been talking about this guy. You've been watching him in practice only, seeing him in college and everything. And so to watch him finally, you know, take the field as a Colt officially was pretty surreal. But I think that he played as expected. You know, we'll get into it a little bit more, but I, I think that he had some highs, some lows, and hey, man, you know what? The most important part is he was out there starting with the first team, and he looked pretty good. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Um, he looked pretty good, and, and obviously we're going to dive into the details of everything from Anthony Richardson's debut, uh, oh, yeah. but I think Colts fans can be, can be pretty excited uh, about what is to come for number five. We already have a ton of people in the chat already. Nathan Comancy with the first chat. Hello, gentlemen. What do you think of the signing of Rodney Harrison? We're going to be talking about Rodney Harrison at the end of the show tonight, Nathan. So make sure you stick around for that. We're going to give all of our uh, uh, thoughts on that. And as Zach Bunch comments, good to see you. Uh, Tez or Tease Tabor, uh, the Florida graduate, also signed with the Colts. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about that uh, at the end of the episode as well. We're good to see Truett. Uh, he he gives the the grade an E for Anthony Richardson, meaning nice. excited for the future. Like what <laughs> you did there, Truett. Uh, good to see you as well, buddy. CMDSR B minus for me. First team O line much better than the second team, not so much. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about the offensive line as well. They they were a big story of this game stats matt the third host of this show what's up my peeps chose the game uh chose the game i'm going to this year today yes so if you guys are going to the cleveland browns indianapolis colts game in october stats matt's gonna be there so make sure you go check out stats matt the wife my wife is back with her super sticker for the evening really appreciate you crazy yeah she she missed last uh, week's episode i told her that people were asking about her so she made sure not to miss tonight thank you so much uh logan schmidt uh the goat is here as well and i can't forget jack rizzo he was in boston but he's happy to be back can't watch it can't wait to watch the game against the bears this saturday so guys let's dive right on into it if you haven't liked this already on facebook followed us on twitter at colts on fn or subscribed to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel you need to get on that right away and while you're at the youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live so you never miss a single episode and if you want to listen to us on any of your podcast platforms Apple, Spotify, Google, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review so you never miss this show or a show of our audio-only 
horseshoe huddle halftime so make sure you dive on in wanted to say hi to sarah as well who's joining us tonight to talk about anthony richardson good to see you sarah and as we talk about anthony richardson about the colts first bills and about the joint practices uh that are coming up this week with the colts and the chicago bears make sure you throw in a super chat like my beautiful wife did there we'll make sure to get right to your comment and and ask and talk about your question that you have so drake let's dive right in anthony richardson got his first action with the indianapolis colts on saturday uh, and it didn't take long because the uh, the Buffalo Bills kicked off to the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson got right into that game. So I'm just going to read off his stat line real quick. Anthony Richardson was a, a 7 for 12 on the day for 67 yards and an interception. He had two rushes for seven yards on the day, played three full series with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, took about the entire first quarter that he was out there. Uh, but really the stats don't do it justice. And we'll dive into what happened during the game to, and explain why, but, but Drake, let's kick things off. What, what would you think, uh, are overall about his performance? What was your overall feel about Anthony Richardson's debut? You know, it's kind of vanilla to say this, but as expected, you know, he did struggle with some of the touch throws. Okay. He had an overthrow. He had some moments where his feet weren't set when he was throwing. Um, you know, he had some touch, is touch issues on like short and intermediate passes. And, you know, he threw an interception. He threw a bad interception. Now, Isaiah McKenzie took full responsibility. It was really on both of them, but I, I, I do, I do think that there's room to improve there, but also he played, he played well, you know, he, he had moments where you were like, all right, this is exactly what you drafted him for the, the, the just instinctive pocket presence. It's just something to behold. Like it's very underrated and was not hardly talked about. This dude just has feelers. He knows where it's coming from and it doesn't touch him. He gets away from it. He did, He was the only guy that didn't get sacked. I know he had I know he had the first team offensive line out there, but he's the only guy that didn't get sacked. And there were moments where he broke tackles to avoid a sack. So you you saw some real positive things, you know, some touch passes down the field that actually did go down well but didn't get caught. So he showed you some good. He showed you some areas for improvement, but overall, I think you gotta be excited. Exactly. Want to give a shout out to Stormy Hellbrook here, uh, another great friend of the show. For those that don't know, Stormy Hellbrook is our own Drake Wally's mother. So really appreciate the super sticker. Right. Uh, very much appreciate you and, and all the support that that you show this show. Uh, and, and thanks for having a great son and a great co-host in in Drake. So wanted to shout that out. But but yeah, Drake, I think I think Anthony Richardson's performance was was solid. Uh, I think solid is the perfect word for it. There was definitely some ups, uh, especially uh, he had a very deep throw to Alec Pierce that should have been caught by the sophomore wide receiver and, and pulled in for uh, it would have been a, a 34, 35 yard touchdown that would have definitely made just Anthony Richardson's stat line look a lot better. He had some runs that were that were called back, especially one where he got it inside the five yard line. Uh, it was called back between by Farrell Brown holding on the play when he really didn't need to um but but we really saw what anthony richardson brings a big physical presence you talked about his poise in the pocket there and and we could see it i mean yes it seems like the rush did affect him a little bit 
but it was his first NFL action. You know, the rushes and for any rookie is going to affect them in some way. But Anthony Richardson was able to escape some pressure. He was able to get outside the pocket on that first run over to the right side. He lowered his shoulder and just mowed down a Buffalo Bills defender with that six foot four, 250 pound frame. That is going to be fun to watch on Sundays here this year and for years to come. Uh, But 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 the moment wasn't too big for him. Anthony Richardson looked like he belonged. And, and and I think that's what Anthony Richardson felt as well. Or I'm going to play a clip here of what he had to say of his performance after the game. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it was fun, you know, just playing football again. That was, that was fun, uh, getting back in the groove. I think I had two or three drives. You know, uh, the first drive uh, wasn't the best, you know, turnover. You know, we want to try to limit those as best as possible. You know, try to you know, just find a way to manage it instead of trying to force it to be Superman. But... You know, a learning experience for everybody and just first experience overall, I feel like it was pretty good. And I would agree with Anthony there. Overall, it was good. And and obviously, he's going to to improve on that. Um, I don't think we we've de- we have definitely haven't seen the peak from Anthony Richardson. Uh, it was solid. Definitely some things to clean up. He was high on some throws. Obviously, the interception was a miscommunication. And while Shane Steichen and Isaiah McKenzie kind of tried to take the blame for it, the blame also falls a little bit on Anthony Richardson there. Uh, so, so a lot to build off of, but, but you can just see the athletic potential and, and why the Indianapolis Colts took the chance on Anthony Richardson with that fourth pick. Well, and you know, it was overall statistically, if you just look at it and you didn't watch the game, you just look at a stat line, it was pretty mediocre. You know, I mean, you look at it, I mean, two rushes for seven yards and whatnot, but if you watched the game, there were some big plays made. And they were made when they needed to be made. So uh, you, you saw the highs, but you also are seeing this guy that after he he had kind of a quote unquote rough game, he's he's excited about it. You know, he's actually pretty thrilled to have gotten the experience. So I just see a guy who's going to continue to soak up information. He's going to continue to 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 mix that with his natural athletic ability. I'm telling you, you're going to get a guy who might develop a little bit quicker than, or maybe a lot of it quicker than than some even myself previously thought right stats matt says here ar showed better poise the longer he was in showed his arm strength had a couple shaky passes a timing issue with granson that maybe took some velocity off where if he maybe have taken velocity off it might have helped so yeah again he, he made some mistakes, but that was, as you said, Drake, that was to be expected. It was really what, what I wanted to see was how he rebounded and, and how he, he moved on from those mistakes. And we really got to see, got to see him do that early with that interception. In, in within the first drive. So it started out with a couple runs with Evan Hall, a couple short passes to get him into a rhythm with Isaiah McKenzie, and then comes the interception. So before we really dive in into what we were thinking, this is what Anthony Richardson had to say about that interception on Saturday. You know, just being on the same page. You know, we, we game plan. We knew they were going to bring some pressure. Um, just being on the same page with Isaiah and just trying to manage it and find a way to make it work instead of, Know, turn the ball over. Uh, should have probably you know, gave him a better ball first of all, instead of throwing it over his head, and then or just trying to decide to throw it out of bounds. But you know, I tried to make it work. You know, first drive, but you know, just, just got to find a way to manage it and make it work instead of just turning the ball over. So Drake, hearing Anthony Richardson's comments, watching that interception, I'm sure you've watched it multiple times now. 
kind of break break down what what you saw on that interception and and kind of what happened there on that play. So initially, you kind of look at it at the route, and it's a little bit of a shorter one. I mean, not mm-hmm. super. It's not like super short. Not like a not like a three a three step hitch or anything. But it's about like a five or six yard route, if, if I remember correctly. And basically, it was supposed to be a quick hitter. And I feel like Richardson right out of the gate probably held onto the ball too long instead of releasing it. And he started to backpedal. And he's naturally quicker than most. And he's bigger than most. So he's going to trust himself right out of the gate bailing. So he just figured, hey, I've got the arm strength falling back a little bit. And he threw the ball. And here's the thing. A lot of those go in the dirt. His arm strength is so ridiculous that he he threw it over the head of Isaiah McKenzie. And so I think that it was both a timing issue with both of them. But, yeah, I mean, Richardson should have thrown it a little bit sooner. Or, like he said, continue to bail and just toss it out of bounds and, you know, live live to see the next play. Yeah, he, it was just that almost that Superman mentality. There was a miscommunication. Him and Isaiah McKenzie were not thinking the same thing. Isaiah McKenzie ran a, a different route than Anthony Richardson was expecting. They had pressure from that side that wasn't picked up necessarily. So, so it was just a, a combination of all things. Shane Steichen said that starts with him making sure they get that look in practice. Isaiah McKenzie said that's on him. He needs to make sure he has a better route. And Anthony Richardson said, I need to make sure I either throw a better ball or, or just throw it out of bounds and, and live to fight another day. So I think like, just a combination of all things. But that's a learning experience for Anthony Richardson. And that's what the preseason is all about. Hell, that's what the entire 2023 regular season is going to be about. It's going over these these situations with Anthony Richardson, getting him live reps in these situations. And so that way he can learn what to do over the and and become that 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 quarterback that that the Colts want him to become. So it's a good start, and I was very excited and very very. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here. It was just really good to see Anthony Richardson rebound from that. He didn't let that early interception really affect him that much drake he bounced Mm -hmm. back with a drive that got the very next drive went past midfield just got stuffed by uh, by a couple running plays that went nowhere and then on that third drive you're probably looking that it should have been a touchdown so i was i was very it was very uh, encouraging to see anthony richardson really bounce back from that early and not let that derail the entire game for him yeah, and it was also a, a as there were some first teamers in there for the Bills, which I believe last season they were in the top five most in most statistical categories, and they were pretty brutal defense. And so, like they they brought the heat a lot too. They brought a lot of blitz blitzes towards Anthony Richardson. So uh, you're just kind of you're you're just kind of looking for him to be able to deal with that stuff. And right out of the gate, he throw he throws an interception. I think it was his third pass. You know, he throws a couple short ones and then throws this interception, which is close to the goal line anyway, sets up the team for a perfect scenario to score. And then he goes back out there and leads a very good drive right downfield, dang near scores. Of course, I think that was the missed field goal after that. But, um, I mean, he did a good job. I mean, he really re- rebounded well, which that's that's a huge attribute that some guys just don't have it. That's not something you can teach. Exactly. Now, what did what did Richardson show you, Drake, in that that short time? We're obviously going to see him more in these joint practices. I would expect Anthony Richardson to probably still play against the Chicago Bears to get even more reps. But what did he prove to you or what did he show with that performance and and how he he went about everything on Saturday? I mean, he showed he can make some very accurate throws. 
You know, he also showed he can have some rough ones right now. So he's going to have to continue to improve his mechanics and everything. Uh, but here's the thing. He has underrated pocket presence. He has navigation in the pocket that is fantastic. And that's right out of the gate. So that's only going to get better. His running ability puts defenses on alert. You must account for him at all times. You got to have, there's probably a spy more often than not watching what he's doing. So you're going to need to do that. And you have to take somebody out of coverage to watch Anthony Richardson. Um, he has solid fakes, slate of hand of, to def, uh, deceive defenses in those RPOs and in those, those play actions. He's got a, a wonderful slate of the hand where it really throws some guys off and he's got a short memory. Kind of like we just said, he led that drive very good drive after throwing a very bad interception. Yeah. And, and I think the word poise, I mean, we've heard Shane Steichen say it. We've one. heard uh, multiple Colts coaches and, and, and teammates of Anthony Richardson say how poised he was in the pocket, how poised he was in the huddle, um, how he commanded the offense. So again, I, I get back to that point where it's not too big for him. I mean, he looked like he belonged as a starter out there. Granted, it was a preseason game. Obviously things are going to ratchet up once we get into the regular season. But at this point, I, 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 I'm a, I'm fully, fully in on Anthony Richardson starting week one. And, and, and I don't think that the Colts, I, I don't understand how the Colts can make the argument to start Minshew over Anthony Richardson week one at this point. He showed he can handle it. He showed he could bounce back, lead a drive going up against mostly the, the starting defense for the Buffalo Bills. And, and that's a pretty good defense out there as well. So when, when you're able to generate success like that, I mean, it, it, and, and he didn't look overwhelmed in the slightest. You need to get him out there on the field week one and, and start really getting those those all-important reps and have him take as many reps throughout the season as he possibly can. Um, so saying that, Drake, and, and just looking at his performance as a whole, let's grade it. What grade are you giving Anthony Richardson's debut in the NFL? I'm giving it a solid B. I'm, I'm going to give it a B because I feel like there was there was still some things that could have been done better. Obviously, there will be in most of these games. All right, just get used to it. Um, but he he showcased a lot of talent. He showcased a lot of just instinctive ability uh, that will only get better. I'm telling you, I think he showed a very high ceiling and a pretty high floor uh, just in this game. If we're going to already prematurely say that kind of stuff, but yeah, solid B. Absolutely. I, I think that's 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 what I would go to. Just a, a B. Salad. He had some good plays, had some not go good plays, not so good plays, I should say. And 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 there's plenty to build off of. So a solid B for his first start in the NFL. I'll take it. I think most Colts fans will take it as well. Uh, definitely the our, our fans of our show will take that because I know that uh, uh, they're they're smart and 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 know that that it's going to be a process with Anthony Richardson. That's just how it's going to be. So solid B, and and we'll have to see how he can uh, really learn from that, grow from that, and how he plays in practice and and possibly in the game this weekend against the Chicago Bears. So want to highlight some some uh some grades in the chat here that are coming in um larry brown gives it a b plus okay. logan schmidt b very good for a rookie quote-unquote project quarterback so yeah i mean he definitely didn't look like a project out there had some things to clean up but i wouldn't give him a project label by any means so 
good performance by Anthony Richardson and hopefully many more to come um, throughout the season. So Drake, let's, let's talk about a little bit more than Anthony Richardson. Let's talk about the rest of the game. So the Colts did fall to the bills 23 to 19. Um, Obviously the really wins and losses don't matter uh, in the preseason. So we're not, we're not going to dwell on that too much, but, but one thing that we are going to really focus in on is, is the rookies. A lot of the, a lot of them, it was our first major uh, playing time. We've seen them. Um, We even, even in camp, some of the rookies haven't been really been able to get very many snaps due to injuries or, or, or whatever. So, so Drake, which one? Which of the rookies stood out to you this weekend against the Buffalo Bills on on both sides of the ball? So just to kick off, uh, one that might not get talked about a lot was Titus Leo. I mean, Titus Leo actually caused the pressure that caused that Darius Rush pick six. Not saying that Rush and the rest of the secondary didn't you know perform one heck of a play and take it back to the house. That's huge, by the way. That just proves how fast the guy is. But it, it all started right there on the pressure. The guy also had three tackles and he had one by himself and again caused helped cause a turnover. I also think that Jalen Jones and of course Darius Rush played pretty pretty well. Um, but also Josh Downs on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the, off- the offense played a little more rough, I think, than some of these defensive players did. But man, Josh Downs just continues to impress me. I like how you highlighted Titus Leo there because he's very much in cons- in being considered uh, for that backup Leo role on this defense. So he has a legitimate chance to make this roster and possibly play some some backup snaps. So it was good to see him see that burst off the line of scrimmage that that the Colts really like to see. But yeah, for me, Josh Downs, obviously he's the one that stood out to me the most on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he came in and and whether it was and I think it was mostly with Gardner Minshew where he got that action, but Josh Downs just gets open. And when he, he had a really nice catch and run on a, on a, like a crosser over the middle, Gardner put it right on him and, and Downs was able to pick up, pick up really good yardage. So again, we're starting to see the more we see of Josh Downs, the, the more noise he's starting to make, it's not going to be long before Josh Downs inserts himself into the starting lineup for the Colts. And then but my main guy on the defensive side of the ball obviously was Darius Rush. That pick six, that, that, those ball hawking skills that we had talked about all spring, all summer, they're already showing themselves out there. Yes, it was a tipped ball, but even in those tip drills, a lot of times veterans can't hold on to that. So he used his wide receiver skills, caught that ball, and then not only not only caught it, but used that 4-3 speed to take it 52 yards to the house. So, I mean, it wasn't all pretty for Darius Rush. Obviously, he gave up the, uh, the touchdown in the fourth quarter to former Colts wide receiver Desmond Patman, who had his little revenge game there. Um, so it kind of was the best of both worlds. You saw that he is still a little bit raw and has some things to clean up in coverage, but those ball skills you really just can't teach and then i'm gonna go a little bit the other way here drake i'm gonna say a rookie that stood out to me in a bad way was was blake freeland and and i'm not gonna dog the kid too much it was his first nfl experience as well he got the start instead of braden smith as braden smith's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury but blake freeland definitely did not look ready for the speed and the strength of those nfl players and that's why 
when you're talking about him possibly starting at right tackle to move Braden Smith into right guard. That's just not feasible at this point. Blake Freeland just is, isn't ready. Maybe he could be down the road. Maybe he could turn into a serviceable right tackle, but right now he just needs to learn. He needs to build up that play strength and, and really just try to adjust to the NFL game. I think he could be a, a swing tackle, but you don't want to rely on him as your starting right tackle, especially when you have that rookie quarterback out there. Well, I mean, I think we saw it on Thursday, uh, like the one of the last days of camp that we attended, where, you know, the Thursday right before the, the preseason game, we were watching Braden Smith not play. Okay, so he was just kind of uh, rehabbing. And Blake Freeland was starting. Now, Dio Dangbo, look, Dio Dangbo is a force against any given tackle. But you put someone like Blake Freeland in front of him, that could be a really difficult time. Because, again, he's really tall. He's got to learn to shorten himself. And he clearly was taken advantage of by Dio Dangbo. So then you fast track to this game. Okay, and a potentially even tougher Bills defensive front. And I think stats Matt mentioned every starter was out there except for Von Miller. Correct. You know, so that's so that's really difficult again. So I think that Blake Freeland is proving that, hey, you know, right now he's getting thrown into the fire and he's he's kind of out there you know, seeming to kind of sink a little bit. But you hope that it's going to make him better. You hope that as he faces maybe lesser competition he can start to get better but yeah overall it's it's been a little bit of a rough start for freeland to tackle yeah and and i talk about a rough start it's the running backs that had a had a really pretty rough start in their own right um evan hall the rookie out of northwestern got the start uh, i thought i thought he was a little bit out of out of his element as far as what his what his best skill sets are it's in the passing game it's as that third down back not a guy that that really i mean he can run in between the tackles but his his strengths are more in that passing game and and he was run he was run between the tackles the the colts right side of the offensive line with Blake Freeland and Will Fries didn't get as much push as i had hoped for for some of those runs and it seemed like Evan Hall didn't do, uh, didn't have the best uh, uh, debut. But I, I think that's going to that's going to get better once you get Brayden Smith out there. The one running back that did look very nice though, Deion Jackson. Seemed like Deion Jackson with Anthony Richardson out there in those RPOs, in those read options, you could just see how Anthony Richardson affects a defense because those linebackers were just stopping and, and waiting because of the threat for Anthony Richardson to keep the ball and run with it. And that gave Deion Jackson just a little bit of a head start. And that really helped him to get some bigger runs and, and find those holes, especially to that left side. want to commend Bra uh, uh, Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, and Ryan Kelly. Those three really showed out. I was very impressed with how Bernard Ryman was. He, he did, you could definitely see the steps he's taken this offseason. Quentin Nelson looked back to his old form. And even Ryan Kelly. Shout out to Ryan Kelly. He looked really good. So before I really we dive into the offensive line, it just seemed like the running backs outside of Deion Jackson kind of struggled a little bit to me. Yeah, because you look at the stats here and you got Evan Hall 7 for 15, which is two yards a carry. Jake Funk 7 for 13, 1.9. It looks like Kenyon Drake had five for 2.0 so like look i understand they weren't playing with the with the first team offensive line per se but you're talking about five seven and seven that's that's a pretty decent sample size you know for a preseason game i mean Deion jackson took six of those for 35 yards mm -hmm. now maybe that's because richardson was in the game you know be. because and, and that 
it goes right back to your point of, of proving that you maybe you could have put any one of those guys in there. And just because people are so worried about Richardson, he might be able to compensate massively for lack of talent at running back or like developmental talent like Evan Hall. Uh, I think that could be Evan Hall's best friend, honestly, is a guy like Anthony Richardson. So, um, yeah, I, I do agree, though. It, the numbers don't really look very good. And, and you kind of hope that the again, as we'll get to the second and third string offensive line can kind of start to show out a little more to so that these guys can have a little more help in showing their own skills during the preseason. I agree. And, and obviously when you put Zach Moss in there, I think Zach Moss is going to do a great job. Brayden Smith helps out in the running game because he's one of the, he's probably behind Quentin Nelson, the second best run blocker that the Colts have on the team. Um, so that's, that's definitely helps shores things up, but it, you, you would, and I, you just want to see more out of these running backs, especially when you're dealing with the Jonathan Taylor saga that although he's returned and we'll talk about that later too, there's no, no end in sight to, to that Zach Moss. You're not expecting him back till week one at the earliest, possibly week two. So having Deion Jackson in there was, was nice uh, and, and encouraging, but if Deion Jackson goes down and one of those other running backs is, thrust into that action uh it's you could probably be a little bit concerned and and i know that that jim bob cooter the offensive uh coordinator for the colts wasn't too particularly pleased with the running back situation or how the running backs played on saturday so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the running backs bounce back and and how they are able to to run with again or against the buffalo or the chicago bears defense this week yeah, and you got to think uh, that basically you're just kind of looking for improvements so that you can help Anthony Richardson again. It's all about Anthony Richardson. It really is all about Anthony Richardson, and part of that piece is the offensive line. And let's let's face it, the, the, like we already talked about the the starters on the offensive line, especially that left side. They looked really good. I, I was impressed. Will Fries, I definitely think, could could improve. He wasn't up to where I was hoping he would be. Blake Freeland didn't look like he was ready to be with the starters. But again, Braden Smith, I have full confidence in Braden Smith to lock down that right tackle and, and be good to go. So first-team offensive line really didn't have too many qualms with it, except for outside of Will Fries and his inconsistent play. But man, Drake, the, the second and third-team offensive lines, they left a lot to be desired, and it seemed like when poor Gardner Minshew got in the game, and so did those other backups, uh, Minshew was running for his life and took two sacks on back-to-back plays. So it really wasn't a good showing from from the uh, from the second team offensive line. What did you see from that unit? You know, it, it, I I agree one hundred percent. I think the most concerning thing is that you know offensive line is a very difficult position any any part of it because it takes such a toll on your limbs you know because you're using so much of it to shove these huge behemoths back that are trying to sack your quarterback so even if it's just a game or something like that you know what happens if one of those pieces has to fill in you know for a nelson you know obviously knock on wood here but fill in for a nelson or a ryman you you just are concerned in that regard because they're all not going to come in and play at once but you're just really looking at that team like despite the fact that Buffalo has good defensive line depth and defensive front depth, you were really concerned because those sacks, by the way, were Gardner Minshew's first two dropbacks. I mean, it was just right out of the gate. Buffalo feasted on it. Sometimes they didn't even have to bring a lot of pressure to do it. So um, 
you just got to see really the only way to go is up. I think in the next preseason game, as long as, as long as you see some improvement, it's going to reestablish at least a little bit of faith. Cause again, these are second and third stringers after all. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and the, I mean, when you talked about, talk about guys like Danny Pinter and Amila Kior, both of those guys were, were turnstiles at times. I thought Wesley French played, played solid for that second yeah. unit. And I want to give, I want to, I want to shout out to uh, Sebastian here in his car comments. Arlington Hambright, the the backup left tackle currently with Jake Witt going to IR. Uh, Arlington Hambright was getting uh, some run as on the interior, and he has moved out to left tackle since that injury. Arlington Hambright was the bright spot, as as Wyatt Law says here. Arlington Hambright was the bright spot among the backups. He really was. He probably performed the best out of that group. Of, that, of those second teamers and that includes Blake Freeland because Blake Freeland stayed out there with the twos uh, and and much of that pressure came from that right side again when when Blake Freeland was out there so again I'm not going to cream Blake Freeland it was his first game and I fully expect him to get better of course. but as of right now that you you do need to you do need to see see some better production out of those guys especially when they're if if one of the starting five goes down they're going to be thrust into a prominent role and and as you mentioned on saturday drake the moment that does happen any defensive coordinator is going to see that and, and just tee off on on whichever oh, yeah. backup lineman is in there and, and really test them to see if they can hold up but yeah i, I would say arlington hambright definitely helped his case uh to make this roster to be a a, a possible backup at tackle there but danny pinter did not Emil kior did not um and and it definitely caused caused a little bit of an uproar among fans uh, uh for the colts but Honestly, when you think about it, and here I'm getting to my to my final point here about this entire situation. When you look around the NFL, Drake, it's hard to find quality depth pieces on the offensive line anywhere. There's just a scarcity of depth pieces on the offensive line. A lot of teams are struggling with this, just like the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and you've seen the importance of depth pieces at this point. And, you know, really a lot of, a lot more people are invested in this preseason than, than, you know, past because you have Anthony Richardson in this new regime, this new team and this new offense and this new feel. Well, you also have a whole bunch of new, like new talent and rookies that are getting their, their feet wet here. You got a guy like Blake Freeland, who's like we said, taller, and he's going to have to adjust maybe faster. And so you just want these depth pieces to at least be able to, be secure, not outstanding, because they're otherwise they'd start. You just want them to be security blankets and at least decent ones. It's not always going to happen, but it looked like the Colts, outside of like we said, Arlington Hambright, it looked like a lot of those guys really struggled. Even Dan Skip, it was it Skipper that they they just uh, signed. Even he looked <laughs> he looked pretty bad, and he's a former starter, right? Right, correct. <laughs> And, and 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 listen, there there's still two games left in the preseason. Of course. There's there's plenty of practices. They can they can make improvements and they can show they deserve a spot on this team. But but if not, I, I really, really hope Chris Ballard and this Colts team do not make the mistake of being overconfident in their own guys. We've seen it for a couple seasons now where they they feel confident in who they've got and, and they are overconfident to the point where they're they're not being honest with themselves because the Colts had such a poor season last year. People forget they have the number fourth that are the fourth top four priority 
in the waiver in the waiver claim list. So when all these roster cuts come down from these teams from to get from 90 to 53, there's going to be a lot of free agents out there. I really hope the Colts are, are scouring the rest of the league looking for potential diamonds in the rough on the offensive line to possibly snag up from other teams because when you have such a high place in the priority claim list, you can really get a lot of a lot of solid guys that that were released just because their team simply couldn't keep them. So just just be on the lookout for that. Once we get over these next couple weeks and and the rosters are trimmed down, the Colts could be very active at that point trying to bring in some depth pieces especially along the offensive line. But but Drake, let's let's wrap up our talk about Colts Bills this weekend. Um in your opinion, offense, uh defense or maybe give me one from both sides of the ball. What player stood out the most to you? I think from the offense and for me, I mean I'll go ahead and just put Richardson as an obvious default. So I think outside of Richardson, it was, it was Josh Downs. I, I just think that he continues to show he's, he's consistent. He's dynamic. He can do things when he's got the ball in his hands. Josh Downs is going to be something. He's going to be a, he's going to be a star, I believe. And on the defense, it's Darius Rush. And the reason I say Darius Rush is because the guy, his first NFL game, he takes a, he takes a pick back. I mean, he showed his ball hawking skills, that's something that was talked about. His speed, he took it to the house. He showed he can be a weapon both like as a you know as a as a defender and also as a receiver because he's played it before. So I think that there's there's some bright spots for sure. Um, but those are my two. Yeah, and I, I think those are really good picks. For me on the offensive side of the ball, Deion Jackson. Uh Deion Jackson was was a guy that that really showed out in a running back room that didn't perform the best. And when you have so much turmoil around this running back position for the Colts and, and you need somebody to be in there to really help Anthony Richardson, Deion Jackson showed that, that he could be relied upon. So on offense, I would give it to Deion Jackson and on defense, I am going to go with Dio Dangbo. I mean, creating those pressures, uh, being able to, to really dominate against you would think lower tiers backups, uh, second, third teamers. When when Dio Dangbo was trying to make a case to to play a lot on the Colts defensive line, and and he was pretty, he was showed he some dominance uh, on Saturday. So Deion Jackson and Dio Dangbo were the players that stood out to me the most uh, from that contest, outside of like an Anthony Richardson. So, uh, but so definitely again some good some bad we're going to see how the Colts clean it up this week and throughout the rest of the preseason we do have a super chat from Patrick here uh but he says we're we're free to save this till after the game talk so let's honestly let's we'll do it we'll we'll preview it right now but we're going to talk about JT to end the show okay so everyone kind of keep this in mind uh Patrick asked, with Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott getting signed, Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets as we were going live this evening. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is signing with the New England Patriots. Could you see the Miami Dolphins making a push for Jonathan Taylor? A first for him is unlikely, but would you accept a second and a fourth? If not, then what? And Drake, honestly, I was going to save this, but we're, let's just pull an audible. Let's do it right now. Uh do you think that this could help push uh, Miami to to make a push for Jonathan Taylor with other top backs now on the market going away? Kareem Hunt is still out there, uh, but could Miami try to push for Jonathan for a Jonathan Taylor trade? I I think that they it's it's definitely something they'll consider, but I just don't think that he fits their offense. I I, I think that I think that they're more of a passing offense. He needs that ball. He is not, and I repeat, he's got 
he was, I have like 40 catches his entire career in college. Okay. He's not a receiving back. So I don't know if he really fits the offense, but I think if, even if they did make a push for him, I think that he is so integral to Anthony Richardson's early development. I don't think the Colts can afford to let him go. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I don't think they can either. The Colts still don't have an interest in trading Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they certainly haven't gotten an offer or, or anything to even make them think that that about trading Jonathan Taylor. Uh, for me, if I mean, it could ratchet up the pressure for for Miami, but I, I don't think they're going to be willing to give up a ton of capital and then sign him to a, a big contract extension, which is what a team will need to do. But but I, I think I've said this all all along for the past three weeks. If if you get an offer for a second and a fifth round pick for Jonathan Taylor, I, as the Colts, I would take it because you're you're coming up on a, on a very very deep running back draft class. You don't have to pay. You wouldn't have to pay this running back. You would you would be able to get this mess over with and to get another second round pick, which is what you got Jonathan Taylor for, plus adding a fifth. I mean, hell, Darius Rush was a fifth round pick this year. Evan Hall was a fifth round pick, so you can get talent in the fifth round. I mean, it, I think I would do it. I would move on, get get a second and fifth, and and then go get your running back of the future in the draft next year. But Patrick, this official CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, really appreciate you so much for your super chat, buddy, as always. So Drake, let's talk about what's going to happen this week. The Colts joint practices versus the Chicago Bears. So the Colts have a, a normal practice tomorrow on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday is when the Bears are in town practicing against the Indianapolis Colts. And, and these joint practices, this is where things really get going. I mean, this the most of the, most of the time, joint practices are where they will do a little bit of game planning. They will do a little bit of scheming because it's it's not going to be out there for the rest of the NFL to see. So, and and you're getting your starters some some quality reps in these practices. So, Drake, with these two joint practices coming up on Wednesday and Thursday, what are you expecting to see uh, from from not only the Colts but but from the Bears' perspective? Well, I mean, we'll just start from the Bears' perspective. I, I'm game planning to bring pressure. To, toward AR, regardless of like how you know Madden Perflus's defense, he I think that he's going to test Anthony Richardson. I mean, because the Bills sent the house at him and they did it a lot. They forced him to make quick decisions. I think you're going to see the same of that uh, that same approach uh, for the Bears. Though I think that I mean they they had a Justin Fields and DJ Moore looked incredible in their in their tiny tiny sample of their preseason game i think that they're going to go back to dj more i think they're going to test that secondary um so i think that the the, the defense is going to get tested in the secondary but from the for the colts look you're just looking to play better defense they kind of played you know kind of ho-hum defense overall but you it's all anthony richardson man it's all about anthony richardson how are you know what are his decisions going to be when that pressure inevitably comes? Is he going to be able to not throw an interception, maybe not turn the ball over at all, have a clean game? Those kind of things that's what you're looking for, yeah. And and it's just going to be because the 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 Bears are going to show Anthony Richardson different things than uh, uh than the Bills did. So, and they're going to try, we know that, that Matt Eberflus, what he likes to do, he doesn't like to blitz. He likes to use a lot of disguise in his coverages. He'll give you one look pre-snap, go to something completely different post-snap. That's what he did for years when he was here in Indy with the Indianapolis Colts. So 
how is Anthony Richardson going to adjust to that? Where he's able to see one defense pre-snap, it changes to a different defense post-snap. Is he going to be able to quickly adjust to that? Uh, how is he going to be able to 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 recognize the tells from the defense? So it's going to be a big test for him, and and I'm excited to see if Anthony gets all of the first team reps against the Bears. Whether Garger goes one day, Anthony goes another. Personally, I would hope that they would just give Anthony Richardson all the first team reps within these practices because I think they can be very valuable for his development. But it's going to be a new challenge for him. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how he handles it. Whether it's good or it's bad, it's going to tell us a lot about Anthony Richardson. And then obviously we'll later in the week we'll find out from Shane Steichen whether he's playing on Saturday or not. Again, kind of hope he does. You need those live reps, and and that's the only way that he's going to get better and get better quickly is he's going to need more of those reps. So um, another matchup that that I I hadn't really thought about until our good buddy Stats Matt, uh, Sebastian. Sorry, not not. Uh, um, well, actually, it was Stats Matt and Sebastian both. I want to give you both a shout out. Stats Matt says it'll be fun to see Bernard Ryman versus Yannick and Gakwe. And then Sebastian says uh, Raymond will bury Yannick on run plays. So the Bears did sign former Colts defensive end Yannick and Gakwe. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, it's going to be Ngakwe on Ryman one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And I mean, sure, they did that all throughout the year in practice last year since Raymond started the majority of the season for the Colts. Uh, but he's got to have a different different uh, helmet on over there for Ngakwe. So that's going to be a fun matchup to see. And it's also going to be fun to see how how these wide receivers adjust to this Bears defense for, for the Colts. Uh, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, we know last year that Pittman got into a scuffle when, when things <laughs> happened. So you know that dog is going to come out in Pittman. Uh, things could get a little bit feisty between between the Colts and the Bears. And as long as it doesn't get out of hand, I'm all for it. I'm all for the competition and, and, and for these teams really going at it. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm actually going to bounce something off of what you just said. I I, th I hope that he starts too. I hope Anthony Richardson continues to start. I think that he should just be starting the rest of the preseason, actually, because why? I hope that they don't start him rolling, stop him for a game, then keep him rolling. This guy needs reps, 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 reps before it gets real, and right out of the gate, you're facing a divisional opponent. Yeah, and and – I mean, we've been talking about Anthony Richardson and the offense for the Colts for these practices, but what about the defense going up against Justin Fields, who showed last year he can be an elite playmaker at the quarterback position. The Colts historically have struggled against mobile, creative quarterbacks like a Justin Fields. How are they going to be able to adjust to him? That's going to be a big test for uh, for Gus Bradley's defense. I want to see some pressure out of Samson Ebukam and, and Quiddy Pay. You hope DeForest Buckner can come back uh, and, and really show his force there on the interior. What about Shaq Leonard being able to be a spy potentially on Justin Fields? How is he going to be able to move? And then whether it is Kenny Moore, if he comes back, Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers, lining up against the likes of DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. Uh, how, are, how are the guys going to be able to handle uh, Cole Komet there? So there's there's a lot of different parts that are, that are very intriguing, not just with the offensive side of the ball with Anthony Richardson, but on defense as well. And, and I think both sides are going to be good tests for each other. Uh, with the Bears going up against Anthony Richardson, the the Colts going up against Justin Fields it's going to be 
an iron sharpens iron moment. Now, while these teams aren't expected to be Super Bowl contenders by any means, uh, they're both very young teams. Uh, they're both teams with, I think, a lot of potential and where they could be a couple of years down the road. And you just want to see continued growth, especially on the side of the Colts. Yeah, and you know you just want to see better pass defense. The run could potentially improve as well, and then the pass rush, like you said, it's it, this is for the defensive side. It's still missing uh, as it was kind of against the Bills. So you hope that gets ramped up a little bit with guys like Evacom and Pay. Exactly. So let's let's cap off the episode tonight, Drake, talking about the latest Colts news and rumors as we do every episode so it's already been mentioned jonathan taylor did return to the colts this week over the past week he has been spending time at an out-of-state facility trying to rehab that ankle um so he is Return to the team today, meaning he will likely be on the practice field on mon on, on tuesday tomorrow but even though he's returned things still really haven't changed drake Taylor still wants uh wants to be traded. The Colts said they're not going to trade him and and he's not going to be on the field until he is cleared by the medical staff and Jonathan Taylor has made it known he's not going to practice or play until he feels like he's 100%. This is just getting so ridiculous. Man, it's, <laughs> it's just like you're just getting to the point where you're like, man, you just want to watch some some damn preseason football and just not worry about anything else. But hey, you know what? I'm hoping it comes to a happy ending. I'm hoping the Colts and Jonathan Taylor can figure something out. Cause again, it's all about Anthony Richardson. I know it's still about Jonathan Taylor right now in the offense. He still runs the offense. So like putting those two together, it's just going to help that QB develop so much quicker. Yeah. And, and who knows when this is going to reach uh, a settlement? <laughs> I mean, it could go where, where both, both guys where the Colts do agree to a long-term contract with Jonathan Taylor and everybody goes, is all happy. Or Jonathan Taylor could play out the rest of this could play out this year, unhappy, does not receive a contract extension. We could be talking about this just months down the road, or he could be traded tomorrow if the Colts get the right uh, uh the right offer. So it's it's really who knows where this is going to go, but we're gonna document it every step of the way. Shout out to Nathan Comancy, uh, a two dollar super chat here. Really appreciate all your support. Can we talk about safety, Rodney Harrison? Absolutely, you're reading our mind, Nathan. Man. You're reading our mind. This is exactly where we're going next here. Yeah. Uh, so we really appreciate your super chat and all your support, Nathan, as always. But the Colts did sign uh two safeties today, Rodney Harrison Jr. and a safety tease Tabor, uh, or or Tez Tabor, if you guys know how to say his name, I apologize. Let me know in the chat. Stats Matt, maybe that could be your job to figure out how to pronounce uh, this dude's <laughs> name. But, but as Stats Matt looks that up, Drake, Ronnie Harrison Jr., uh, plenty of starting experience, has over 40 games of starting experience with the Jaguars and the Browns. What do you make of this move? You know, I think that it's good. I, I, I was actually pretty pretty happy about it because Daniel Scott, Justin Blackman, Ronnie Tom, uh, Rodney, Julian Thomas, Blackman, or uh, Justin Black, sorry, Julian Blackman. Yeah, um, Justin Blackman's an ill-fated receiver. Uh, but <laughs> ba basically, you're looking at a, a team that is dealing with the injury bug at running back. They're dealing with it at safety. It's kind of like, you know, they needed this. I'm glad that they brought in a depth piece that could actually make the roster. He could be a solid you know, maybe package type of safety, or he could outright play for the starting position. If a guy uh, like Blackman or Thomas, you know, has to, you know, continue to miss time going into the regular season, you hope not, but it could happen. So uh, I think that it's a good signing and I think that it makes perfect sense. 
provides quality depth. I mean, Rodney Harrison is a very yes. good depth piece at safety. And and with Rodney Thomas the second and Julian Blackman still dealing with injuries with, with Rodney Thomas with a toe, we don't know when Blackman's going to be back from the hamstring. We're hoping soon. Shane Steichen has said that he's been making good progress, but he he still needs to be out there on the field. Nick Cross and and uh, 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 Trevor Denbo have been yeah. the, the safeties out there. Marcel Dabo has been, so has Henry Black, but they really haven't shown much. Those guys just don't look like they be, they're ready to contribute uh, quite a bit. So bringing in Rodney Harrison Jr., bringing in a guy, a, a former high-round pick in, in, in Tabor, um, it, it, it's just more depth. I think Rodney Harrison has a better chance to make the 53-man roster uh, as that backup free safety behind Rodney Thomas II brings a veteran presence to that room as well. I'm not sure about Tabor. We'll have to see. Uh, Stats Matt says, I think it's uh, Tease, uh, but his real name is Jalen. Uh, there you well, go. You. There he goes. We can call him Jalen. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I think Rodney Harrison Jr. provides, quali- provides quality depth, and, and that's what the Colts need. They just need bodies and depth at that safety position as of right now. Um, but to make room for uh, the two safeties today, the Colts did waive running back Xavier Scott uh, and, with an injury settlement and safety Aaron Maddox. Uh, someone that really wasn't getting much playing time but but Xavier Scott was looking like uh, a guy that that could potentially sneak into the roster um, but looks like his time as a Colt is over now Drake yeah and so that that's kind of a heartbreaker in a way because you know you're watching him at camp he's got the size he's got the you you know the the ability to be a kind of a Swiss army knife because he's played both receiver and running back uh, in college so that does suck, and it just it's it's been uh, more issues for the running back room. Not even just drama, but guys are leaving the team because of injury settlements as well. Rough, yeah, yeah, it's it, it is, and and hopefully in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean a lot. Um, hopefully, the Colts can can really wrap up this whole running back situation, whether it's with Jonathan Taylor, whether it's in a different direction, yeah. uh, but it's it's becoming a, a bigger distraction the longer this thing goes on, and. Really, we're we're kind of over talking about it. We'd rather be talking about Anthony <laughs> Richardson and not drama yeah. surrounding a running back and him complaining to get paid. But hey, we'll see. It, it, at least it keeps things interesting as we go throughout the preseason here. So that's our show for you guys here. Really appreciate everybody tuning in, and and thank you to all the super chats. Shout out to my wife Danielle. Uh, shout out to Stormy Hellbrook, Patrick Rye, and Nathan Comancy for the super chats this evening. Thank you guys you. for absolutely awesome. Uh, more shout outs to Stats Map. Wyatt Law, Freedom First joins us here late. Um, Sebastian had some good takes tonight. Tony Robertson, Larry Brown, Harpoon Bakery. Um, and if I missed you guys, I really, I really appreciate it. I know Zach Bunch was in here earlier. So um, really true it as well. Uh, Marvin Fox, really appreciate all of you guys joining us this evening and, and following along the show. And last but not least, Logan Schmidt. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all of our social media, guys. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I are going live, whenever Shad goes live at the Saddle Up show because we're going to continue to push out content as fast as we can. And if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe on there. So, Drake, 
what are some things that you put out on the website for us? Horseshoehuddle.com. Where can the people go check out your work and what you've written here over the past few days? So there was two pieces for the offense and defense of three Colts who need to improve and uh, what went well and what didn't in the preseason game against the Bills. Awesome. Make sure you go check those out. I have a piece on Anthony Richardson and how honest he was after the game about his uh, first day, about his first NFL experience, about his NFL debut and what he got out of it and, and what he is going to try to continue to to work on uh, as he progresses in his NFL journey. And then also had a little bit about Jonathan Taylor returning to the Indianapolis Colts today. So make sure you go check both of those pieces out on Horseshoe Hot com you can follow drake at d walster drake you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we will be back thursday night to talk more colts football with you and tell you all about what happened between the colts and the bears at those joint practices so until then enjoy your week everybody and we'll see you then